0: daily inspiration podcast on the planet in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. With this right now, we've got Brian Price, who is the CEO, and we've got Jennifer Gligoric, who's the COO of Leafy Legal Services. Uh, Thank you each for joining us.
1: Thank you so much for having us.
0: Thanks. okay so just we'll get this out of the way leafy legal services is not in the cannabis space uh, <laughs> but just because I know that that's uh, that, that's the very first thing that I thought of because uh, we happen to do work with a lot of clients in that uh, in that space and there are a lot of needs for uh, for legal services uh, for those attorneys who are listening but you guys have actually done really really phenomenal work in the real estate space. Mm-hmm. another area where there is a lot of help needed. And of course, we serve a lot of people in the real estate space as well. Um, but first off, again, thank you so much for joining us. And and one thing that we want to focus on is, uh, for Jennifer, I think particularly your background, you have a lot of experiences in operations and human resources, uh, talent and marketing professional services. So, um, you know, when growing and scaling a company, And I think a lot of people that listen to this program are doing so virtually. And that presents some inherent challenges. We're not all getting together for casual Friday and, you know, we have a spaghetti lunch on Wednesdays and, and then we're going to, you know, do some goofy game, uh, you know, during our rah-rah session on Mondays or something like that. We kind of miss out on all of those things and I'm being really silly here, you know, by pointing out those things because, again, I think what, what, what I'd really love to talk about is how can we manifest culture in a virtual company. Um, Take it away. (laughs)
2: <laughs> okay. Well, Brian and I are actually experts at this. We have yeah. been growing virtual teams for the past decade and growing a virtual team is a very different animal. In order to do that, you have to utilize the technology that you have. So you're going to want to use uh, Slack is a great resource. It's cheap. You, you can get onto it very easily. Toggle as a timekeeping management software is, is exceedingly good For remote teams without making people feel like they're micromanaged, which is the number one challenge, one of the number one challenges of managing a remote team of professionals. We only deal with top-notch professionals, getting people who are A players out of the corporate world or who are home now because they want to be with kids, take care of someone who's disabled, or maybe they have a challenge themselves, but yet they're still top talent. They're not going to be micromanaged. It's a new world. As far as working goes, the old way of working is no longer working. So people want to feel more touch points. And in a remote environment, you will get to know people better than you do sitting across from the cubicle because we have ways of walking past people or taking them for granted when they're just sitting there and not actually speaking to them. In a remote environment, you have to communicate face-to-face on video, talking to them on the phone, probably three times as much as you would if you're just sitting next to them. They don't get the the verbal cues. So your communication skills have to be top notch. You're going to have to be a much better manager and have the ability to very quickly get the KPIs out so they're not spending all the time you're paying them (laughs) in meetings, which will kill an organization, but able to get them what they need, make them feel valued, listen to them, and do this as concisely as possible. It is its own specialty. It is its own challenge. It cannot be approached the way people have done it before. So,
0: so Jennifer or Brian, what would be the danger of being in a, having a culture where it's just transactional? Hey, you show up, you're working as a 1099 independent contractor. You clock in 30 hours this week. I pay you 30 you know, hours worth of wages and we just call it good there.
1: Yeah, there's no connection to the company. A lot of times we we want the A player, but in order for someone to play their A game, because a lot of times if if you're just being transactional, they'll give you your B or C game just to give you what you want. They have to have a passion for the company. And that's where the culture comes in and having those touch points. Um, In the age where everybody talks about KPIs, which are good, having clear expectations are really great, but having that... Uh, kind of the X factor of human interaction is is so key, especially in virtual environments, because we're all behind mm-hmm. our computers, and we need to have that human interaction to know that what we're doing is valued.
2: It's not now just that things. Thing that- I- okay, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, one thing that I know that that I've heard is how important it is that you use video for as many mm-hmm. things as possible. Yeah. Video is just going to be much higher touch than mm-hmm. just sending text messages back and forth, um, which I think you're probably going to do for the majority of your, you know, operation type stuff. But uh, it's really critical. Like, so when we uh, as a team, so we've got over 20 people on the team now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we meet together, I say, listen, you know please do everything possible to try and get your webcam going. I will be on video. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just important that we we see each other as opposed to uh, just hearing voices. Um, Number one, I I think it it incentivizes people to be a little bit more present. (laughs) But number two, uh, there's just way more information that gets conveyed when we talk over video. Any other ideas on the importance of using video uh, when communicating?
2: Well, it's not expensive anymore. See, that was the that was the biggest hurdle for most entrepreneurs at first with video is that the offerings out there were fairly expensive. Um, you either had to have an iPhone, which is more expensive than Android, or Google Hangouts didn't really work. Um, but now you have incredible things like Zoom, which is what we're on right now. You have a Loom, which is free. You have cheap versions of Camtasia like Snagit. Um, mm-hmm. And in other different things that you you can meet. So and the technology with Google Hangouts and FaceTime and people's access to lower cost iPhones has really come up. So there's really no excuse now, even more so than just three years ago, to not employ uh, a video option because you can see a lot uh, more with people. Plus. Remote workers, discipline is very important. So if you see people who are dressed and they've got their coffee and they're ready to work, uh, that is going to teach everyone else on the team who just shows up in their jammies <laughs> that, oh yeah, this is a job. It also trains them too. And, and the culture starts to pull together with that.
0: Yeah. What are some ways that you can make uh, your virtual company a fun place to work?
1: We do little contests inside and and this is Jennifer's specialty. So I'm going to give it to her, but she's had so many interesting ideas to do this stuff, to make it fun in in the companies we've worked with. So Jennifer, I'll let you take most of this.
2: (laughs) Okay. Well, number one, I like to have working meetings where everybody gets on like a video or whatever, and then it's casual. So we can be casual and then we'll drink wine and the music plays and everyone just does their droge tasks. But we have like work rooms, like literally water coolers and, uh, Uh, A lot of times that's like after normal working hours because many uh, contractors will work different hours, but we set it up at a time. Then there are ways to recognize people like I love to be able to give people money every single month, like 10 bucks. You can start out with 10 bucks, everybody you have, but they cannot keep it. They are only allowed to give it away. And when they mm. give it away to someone else, they have to say why they're giving it away. So we mm. have a maximum. You can only divide that 10 bucks up to three ways. Cause it's too hard to track, whatever. And then the top three people get recognized first, second and third place. And it's the people who most envision the values of the company. And it's great for the people because you're getting money and then you can spend it either on prizes or get cash or whatever every single quarter. And then the person who wins at the end of the year for the highest, they get to put in a drawing for a free trip you know, a forced like vacation where they have to go on vacation and uh, you, you pay for it. And it really is not expensive to do this. It's fun for the people, but organization wise for you, you see who's plugging in and who's not plugging in. You also see who are these lone wolves that are just sitting out by, themso- by themselves and some of them are doing great work but they are not meeting other people. That happens a lot. You get graphic designers that are just out there. Or you get a copywriter who's out there, but yet they are consistent. But they're not meeting enough people to make relationships. So strategically, you can start to move these little pegs around to where they can get the focus that they need from someone else. And then all of a sudden, you see them thrive even more, feel more engaged, and feel plugged in. A forced vacation is another one that's really great. You can do this periodically and force someone, anyone, to take a a week off. And this is the best test of how well your organization runs is what's happening. You want things, you want them to have prepared everything where things are fairly seamless, but you kind of notice that they're gone a little bit. For the person, you want to reinforce that work-life balance is extremely important, whether they stay at home or whatever, and they have to report back on what they did. There should never be a penalty. Even if everything goes to pot or you don't even notice that they're gone, for the organization, that's going to give you so much more than any report or dashboard. You're going to figure out what needs to happen. If they're not being challenged, if they're being challenged too much, or if there's something in, in the thing. So those are three things, two and a half. I don't
0: know. Wow. You know, what? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've yet written the book, but maybe you should like, <laughs> you know, the book on how to make the virtual workplace a fun place to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe there's a book out there that exists like that. But, uh, you know, just hearing you talk about, you know, the like everyone gets $10, but you can't keep it. You give it to somebody else and then just see where that $10 all kind of shuffles to based on, you know, whatever it is. That's very, very cool. Like I could to- We could totally do that.
2: Yeah, it's easy and it doesn't cost the company a lot of money and it gives you a lot of data. Plus, it's a fun contest to have. And the the people in the and it isn't you would think, oh, it's just gonna be a popularity contest. It's amazing how it's not, how many unsung unsung heroes that will come to the forefront or teams. You also see teams that are very much there and you go, That's a really strong team. They've got it really yeah. good. So yeah.
0: In about sixty seconds, uh, just because we're running out of time, can you kind of give me an overview of what Leafy Legal Services does, who you serve, and what is something that somebody could immediately engage with you on?
2: Okay, Brian. No.
1: <laughs> so what we do is is we help uh, real estate investors uh, do asset protection. Uh, we mostly do uh, the Series LLC for asset protection. Um, We also do estate planning and uh, solo 401ks. And so anybody that needs, has a business, whether a real estate investor or an entrepreneur, um, you need to have the right proper structuring in place. And so we're happy to get on a phone call with anybody that has questions to understand what they should do or what recommendations we can have to make sure that they are properly structured. Even if you're just starting out, it's definitely worthwhile to know. Uh, just so that uh, it isn't too late uh, if something were to happen, unfortunately.
2: And for um, investors in California, Massachusetts, and Delaware, we do do the Delaware Statutory Trust. We can do anonymous LLCs that tie with a series LLC structure in any state. We work in any state. If you are currently buying houses as a real estate investor, even if you just have one rental property in your name, your chance of getting sued in in the next 20 years is 95%. There were a hundred million lawsuits last year means 25% of Americans get sued over anything. Mm -hmm. But if you're a real estate investor, that skyrockets. Even if you're just going down the street and you get into a car wreck that has nothing to do with your rental properties then a vexatious attorney will pull up by your name, everything and put liens against it. And many times you don't even know that there's a lien until you go to close. And it is just a payday for nothing because you want to close, that buyer wants to buy. And a lot of times they put it in low enough amounts to where it is literally money for free. It's a flawed system. It's what we have right now in many counties and many states, and we can protect you from that Mm -hmm. happening to you.
0: Well, Jennifer Gligoric and Brian Price, you're with Leafy. Uh, on the web, Leafy Legal Services, and you're on the web at leafyassets.com. Is that right? Yep. Correct.
2: correct. You can go to Leafy Legal Services or Leafy Assets. Both of them get to us.
0: And you even have a podcast, the Leafy Podcast. Well, correct. I want to thank each of you for joining us on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thank, thank you, you so, so, much. so
2: much.
1: Thanks, Josh.
0: Thanks for listening to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program,